0: Rum tea.
1: Rum tea. Rum tea. Rum tea. That's a, oh
0: no! Hey Olivia. Hey Ashley. Welcome to Drunk at the Book Club, a podcast for lonely
1: drunk bookcasters. Yay. Hey. Cheers. 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 Ooh, this is tasty. Oh my gosh, I recommend this mix. Okay. It's a black mango tea with rum and vanilla, Ooh. and half and half. And half and half? Yeah.
0: Mm, that sounds good. I like this whole yeah. drinking warm beverages with alcohol thing that we got going on. Huh.
1: Your image sounds amazing, though. I need it.
0: It's really good. I did not intend to have all of those bizarre drinks, but, <laughs> like, Patty's, uh, Patty had her coworkers over for a gift exchange holiday party on Friday oh nice and tommy's mom won fireball so she gave it to michael
1: (laughs) so that's why we have fireball nice i was gonna say i didn't take you two for just like having fireball in your house we just have fireball (laughs) (laughs) amazing the go-to drink (laughs) when you get home from a long day at work it's, it's shot of fireball (laughs) <laughs> a shot. I'm
0: talking like a fingerful. <laughs> <laughs> two fingers. Like they do on Mad Men. They're like, uh, two fingers. Two fingers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: John Ham. Beautiful, beautiful soul. Such a beautiful man. My favorite though is like how he looks so like sexy as John Draper. Uh-huh. But then you'll see him in like normal stuff, just dressed up like normal John Ham. And he just looks like <laughs> kind of like a handsome but dorky dad. You're right. <laughs> like, totally. still super handsome, but, like, the Don Draper look is just, like, oh, It fits him real
1: well. I know. Have you seen the pictures, though, of his bottom portion? <laughs> his
0: bottom portion? No, I haven't. Like, I know Sorry. That they exist, but I've never looked them up.
1: I just like googled John,
0: John Ham the other day. You mean you googled John <laughs> Ham penis, right? I
1: didn't though. I because I didn't know that that was a thing. I just what?
0: John how could you Hamm. live in this world and not know that that's a thing? I really didn't know. I did not know. Okay, and what did you find? Because I'm on the like, Google right
1: now. <laughs> I Googled image searched John Ham. Oh my I was God! He's attractive. And then all these pictures of his peen start popping up. I was like, like "Oh my god!" I, I
0: just, I just searched his name, and like the second picture is him like walking with another actor and a dog, and he's wearing khakis. And you can see. Yes. Wow. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Wow. It shows up, and you're like, "Whoa!" Wow. Uh-oh.
1: Like, what are you supposed to do with that Whoa. picture?
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, him out in the world. These are just, like, normal photos of him being a dude. Yeah. Wow.
1: Apparently, so then I, like, researched it more, obviously. <laughs> and, like, the directors or whatever of Mad Men had to tell him that he had to wear underwear. So apparently <laughs> he doesn't wear underwear. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> and they were like, okay, but Onset, you must wear underwear, because we need to... Just scratch people from this. That is like the funniest and most. (laughs) Oh
0: my god! I know! Hello! Whoa. It is like a hello. It's like you're not expecting it. I know. Wow. It's so funny too because, like, in these Google image searches, there's a lot of like, he's dressed up like professionally and he looks like super fine, but then there's like, again, a photo of him just like walking down the street and he just, again, looks like a handsome but dorky looking dad. Right. Totally. Maybe I should look up Jon Ham normal.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Wait, I need to Google this. My oh, phone? my God. Jon Ham. Uh, normal. Jon Hamm normal? Yeah.
0: Is that what we're looking at? That's all I looked up. What? Okay. there's a picture of Luke Danes.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God, it's so bad. It is. Uh, you can still see the pain though. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Wow, John Ham normal, not great. Again,
0: yeah. still very handsome, but also very dorky. Yeah. I mean, I would still spend time with him. Oh yeah. If I could say that in a delicate manner.
1: One hundred percent. Even in his dorky outfit. Oh. <laughs> If John Hamm came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to spend some time with me while I look like this? I'd be like, yes. I do. I actually do. But then
0: I'd be like, okay, now go put on your Mad Men clothes, please.
1: Exactly. Can you put a suit on, please? I feel
0: like this is things that men don't really quite understand. Like, if men would just wear suits, like, they don't even have to be attractive, the men themselves, but if they're tailored suits... I don't think they understand like what that does to women or I know. to people who are attracted to men in suits. Like not just women, but just like people. Like right. it's, it's just, I don't know. They, I don't, they Your
1: should just use change that. would change if they wore tailored suits. Yeah. Like. All those single men in the world, this is like a PSA right here. Yes. Like
0: you. Could, tailored suits. Ugh, you could just be on top of the world. <laughs> and they're so resistant. I don't know why they're so resistant.
1: I don't know. All you need is, like, a good, one good suit.
0: All, honestly, all they need is, like, well-tailored pants. They could yep. wear a fucking t-shirt under it, but if they have that blazer and it's well-tailored yep. on top, I am so, so good to go on that. Yeah, totally. totally. All of these are. I'm speaking for everybody.
1: I feel like that's a classic, like, treat-yourself outfit. I know, right? Oh, boy. Okay, good. We should talk so, about this book, though.
0: <laughs> is a really good podcast so far.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, are we ready to talk about the book? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so what did we read? We read You Can't Touch My Hair by Phoebe Robinson. Yeah, that was like a beautiful voice right there. Hey, that's how I answer the phone at
0: work. I like it. Oh, I forgot, yeah, breathy voice. Hello.
1: Oh, and other things I still have to explain. Sorry. True, 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 true. Um, so this book is fantastic.
0: First of all, can I, like, explain that I started listening to Two Dope Queens when it first came out, or uh-huh. maybe a little bit after it first came out, and I binged, I, yeah, I, I started listening to it after there were a few episodes out, because, like, obviously being a podcast and an NPR junkie, like, it was on the radar. right. And right. then binged, like, the four or three episodes that were already out, and was, like, loving it. And then this was, like... I don't remember, a while ago, Michael and I were going on a road trip down to Thousand Oaks for Aubrey's graduation, and I was like, we're going to listen to Two Dub Queens the whole way down, and it was amazing. (laughs) And so, obviously, love Phoebe, love Jessica, and then so many white guys came out, also was a fan. I think at some point in this, I don't remember when, I was like, you have to listen, it's so funny, these ladies are so hilarious, like, great, um... So then when I heard the book was coming out, and they were, like, pushing it hard on the podcast, and then WNYC was like, if you donate $40 or more, you get a signed book. And I was like, done. Done. done." and yours done. is signed? Yes, but it's signed.
1: Wow. Love.
0: So much love. see, C, see, C, see, see?
1: <gasps> Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. What? You didn't show me that when I was down there. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh. I thought I told you. No. So then Aubrey
0: and Mello, my Michael's my Michael's sister and her boyfriend, they were like standing in line, I think at some reading that she was doing and they wanted to buy the books and get it signed, and then they texted me all sadly. They hadn't told me about it, but they texted Michael and I, me all sadly, like, We're so sad, we were trying to get the book and get it signed, but like we were too far back in the line and then I was like, I'm sorry, but I already have it and it's signed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry for your loss, but, like, I'm also just already self-satisfied. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry that you didn't get what you wanted, but I'm done. Mine is already exactly how I wanted
0: it. <laughs> so I'm an asshole. But anyways. <clears throat> That's amazing. This book is, like, a collection of essays by Phoebe Robinson. Totally dope and hilarious comedian. So funny. So funny. And, um, also so real. So. Yeah. Like, obviously, the title, You Can't Touch My Hair and Other Things I Still Have to Explain, is like in direct reference to, like, bizarrely, people's, like, desire and, like, belief that it's appropriate to touch black people's hair. Which
1: is just amazing. Right? People think that. Yeah. And
0: the fact that she still has to explain that that's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. not
1: cool. <laughs> Like, no, you can't. No one walks up to me and is like, oh, your hair's so straight, let me touch it. No.
0: Oh, there was what some comedian, that? oh, I can't remember who it was on their show, who was joking about that. It was like, it was like, nobody does that to white people. Like, your hair is like
1: a golden retriever's. let me touch it. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. It's true, though. It's true. Ugh. Like, why do we think it's okay to do it to other people So stupid. So Oh my god! Okay, sorry. Keep going with your no, no.
0: That's all. Like basically, um, it's a collection of like really great essays. In that she obviously brings the humor, but she also like is super real it's truth. Yes, major, major truth. And then also the end was so sweet to her niece, who's named
1: yeah. Olivia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I wrote them Like they were to me, but it didn't really work out. Very yeah, well. I was
0: gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I have to embrace my black side oh wait no
1: I actually did have to reread it because I first tried to read them as if they were addressed to me and I it's <laughs> <was the> work <laughs> but I just yeah. really want her to talk to me <laughs> <laughs> uh should we talk about the fact that she commented on our photo
0: okay like to resist fangirlings too hard I was like in the Trader Joe's and you texted me and you were like oh my god oh my god I don't remember exactly what you said but you were like (laughs) Phoebe commented and I was like what? and I was like walking, and I was, like, pulling it up, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, God. and Michael was like, what? And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like, I couldn't even explain what I was oh my god for. (laughs) And I was just, like, handed in my phone in front of, like, the fake meat (laughs) aisle. (laughs) And then we were just, like, giggling, like, (laughs) fucking
1: idiots, like, (laughs) I was sitting at 3D9 reading the book, (laughs) and I was like, "Hmm, let me turn my phone real quick, and I was looking at it, I literally, the biggest grin on my face and I was, like, giggling, much like yourself, and that's why I had to text you, because I was alone, and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Even to the point that the bartenders looked at me like, are you, are you okay? Because I was just sitting there like, oh my God, it's here, she did it. I called my mom when I was walking back, I like, mom, I don't know if you know who any of these people are, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was amazing. So thank you, Phoebe Robinson. I know. Thank making. You for making Ugh,
0: that was a great evening. And, oh, can I?
1: Street shopping and drinking at bars even better than they already right?
0: are. I had a really weird day because um, <laughs> two of my students got into a huge fight outside of my classroom at lunch. Oh, and it turned into, like, a huge scene of, like, of course, people pulling out their phones and, like, trying oh. to pull each other off of each other, and, like, the teacher's trying to, like, we were trying to, like, break it up, so it was a weird, weird-ass day, and I was, Whoa. like, I was like, okay, time to go to church, just calm myself down, like, just, yeah. whew, gotta, like, end this day on a high note, and then you texted, and I was, like, oh, my God, I'm gonna hyperventilate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So excited but also like a little bit jealous that it was at Aubrey <laughs> like, way. I know it's before you, Aubrey,
0: but. <laughs> I texted Aubrey and I was like, oh my god, Aubrey! And she was like, I'm giggling so hard. And I guess, like, that's just the response
1: that all of us had. <laughs> it's funny, too, I wish I had Aubrey's number. I almost was like, give me Aubrey's number! <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I need to text Aubrey. I'm so excited for her. <laughs> She's really reaching, like, high places in life. Yeah, my mom was like, I think this means that you guys are really making it. You guys really. <laughs> Doing good job. Thanks, like small. My town turn the picture.
0: Oh um, my gosh. So maybe we'll get six listeners instead of four. Yay! <laughs> okay. Step it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> oh. I need to uh, woof. Oh, gotta fan myself off. Woof. <laughs> ah. I caught myself. Down. Woof. I got this rum. Whiskey, uh, vodka combination mixed with caffeine is hitting me.
1: (laughs) Wait, you do have three different types of booze in your coffee. That's hilarious. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's all like sugar booze. Yeah. Dude, next time, (laughs) try this mango tea, vanilla, half and half, and rum concoction.
0: Is it white rum or a dark rum?
1: Dark rum.
0: It's the one that Jose brought me from Nicaragua. Nice. Okay, cool. It's real good. I will do it. Okay, so let's dig into the text.
1: I mean, uh, okay, diving into the book. I mean, where do we even start? It was so good. Uh, Yeah, okay. So was actually out loud most of the time.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. I was definitely – I have, like, so many notes. If you look, I have so many notes um, that you can see from the beginning. And then at the end, I was like, I'm going to stop taking notes because it's just, like, every paragraph is me being like, LOL!
1: Right, I love this too. I didn't have my little stickies when I started reading it, so I just was like writing in the book.
0: Uh huh. Um,
1: But it was the same. I was like, okay, you need to just stop and just keep reading because, like, every second, I'm like, (laughs) what about this part? What
0: about this part? I know. And okay, so I just have to say, like, the one thing that I think, if if we're going to get real, (laughs) that I really thought was well done is like the trans. Excuse me. There's burped. The transition <laughs> between like humor and serious talk. And them, awesome, yeah. And I thought that it was like super well balanced. Totally. Which obviously, <laughs> as a comedian, that's like what you do. I guess I'm not a comedian, but like the good ones, they do that. They balance really, really nicely between like the hilarious humor and then like the fact that that's sort of in conjunction and combination with real talk.
1: Yeah, totally. She does a really good job of that, and it I mean, I like to think of myself as someone who's already slightly aware of all of these yeah. things that she's talked about, but I can also imagine that someone who totally isn't would still be able to kind of understand this book mm-hmm. because she does such a good job of, like, talking about real issues but wrapping it up in a nice, humorous box you know that like it's really approachable yes um and makes the understanding like or allows you to really understand what she's saying
0: and sometimes it's like super campy and silly and then other times like i'm seeing if i'm like if i can find something some realness
1: while you look for realness i'm going to talk about the photo of lenny kravitz and where she (laughs) said if I could go back in time and lose my virginity to anyone, it would be Lenny Kravitz. And, hello, I've been saying that my whole life. Lenny Kravitz is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I love Lenny Kravitz so much. Like, even I took a snap of it and sent it to all my coworkers, and they were like, yeah, you've literally said this a thousand times. Oh <laughs> so my yeah,
0: gosh. you love jewelry it. better than any man or woman I know. Oh totally
1: so he true. rocks those tight pants i know like the jewelry it's so true. the vests over no t-shirt
0: oh yeah his chest so. is like a national treasure
1: oh my god so good why <laughs> <laughs> i know lenny was really upset when his pants split <laughs> people posted
0: photos of it and he got everyone to like delete them but i did try and google it did you screenshot it no, because I googled it too late. Oh, oh! I thought you were gonna be like, "It's now my background." And how? Oh,
1: it should be. No, we'd never do that to Lenny.
0: <laughs> he was upset. He was upset, which like totally understandable. But, oh yeah, no, he
1: should totally
0: be upset. But also, like, so many people were like, "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. Thank um, you. I found uh, here. This is what it was like kind of connecting to what I was talking about it's in the section <clears throat> the angry black woman myth I wanted to find oh yeah so it's on page 202 and she's talking about like um finding humor through sturdy situations is the genesis of many comedians careers um and it's like after she told that story about like oh, that horrible like slave lesbian romance story in her creative writing class mm-hmm. and she was like what does it say Um, I mean, if I express my hurt in a clever, joking manner, no one can take offense then, right? No one can call you an angry black woman if we're all laughing, right? That was the tactic I took in my senior thesis class after the Rebecca incident. I made sure to diffuse with humor. And I feel like this is, like, something that she does really well in here, but also the fact that she's acknowledging and, and sort of stating, like, for the reader, like, hey, let me take away the veil for a second and point out the fact that, like, this is a tactic But it's also, like, shitty that it's a tactic that has to be used, like, that she couldn't have those real conversations, that instead, like, her classmate was like, you're picking on me, as opposed to being like, oh, yeah, this is a really real critique that you're pointing out that, like, I, as a non-black person, need to take into account, you know? Right, right. So I think, like that section kind of did a really nice job of summarizing what she has been doing throughout the whole text, but also is saying, like, hey, recognize that, like,
1: this is still an issue. Right,
0: and it would be preferable if, or, like, it would be important, it would be real if we could also just have these conversations without having to, like, balance or couch it in humor. But then, obviously, like, that's a tool to use, and, like, humor can be really helpful and validating as well. So, it's complicated.
1: Yeah. Totally. Um, oh my gosh, I just thought of something else that was like that. I think it was, I mean, along the lines of the fact that she does it a lot throughout the book, uh-huh. and there's a lot of moments where, at least for me, you're reading it and you're like, haha like, you know, this is funny, I get what she's saying, blah blah blah, and then you kind of get, like, slapped in the face with some, like, real perspective, yeah. of, like, you know, why things are happening this way, like, why she's writing this way, and what's actually happening in her life as a black woman. Right. Um, Which was great. Because I think if that didn't happen, it would be a book that would be too easy to just read as, a, like, a humorous yeah. outlook in life, you know? Yeah. But um, you get these moments of perspective kind of forced at you, which is... I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really, like, super powerful, the fact that here is, like, a book-length, like... Basically, these are all of her perspectives and thoughts and, and, and nobody's interrupting. Like, nobody's interrupting and saying, right. like, you're wrong or, like, oh, I don't think you quite understand what I meant or, like, I'm thinking of the uppity section where yeah. um, the director was like, she describes how he kind of, like, go. he went through the phases of, like, denial, and then, like, the, oh, my, I couldn't have said that, because I'm a good person. And then, like, right. wait, I can't believe I really said that. And then, like, oh, I feel so horrible. I'm a good person. Like, why would I say that? You know, like. Right. Nobody, like, she has this whole, this whole tool, this whole venue, and nobody is stepping into, like. Negate or belittle or make small any of these experiences or statements, and I think that's like ultimately like super powerful but also like wildly enjoyable, right? So that's
1: really, <clears throat> um, yeah, I actually didn't even think of it in that way while I was reading it, but you're totally right. She gets to just kind of tell us these experiences without interruption, mm-hmm. and it's sustained, uh, really good. We, there's one page folded. Why are I fold on this page? <laughs> page 77, the last page of a, of a section I right? folded. Let
0: me see. If, oh, I put a note there just saying that I got confused at a, at a few points in that, like, last paragraph. Because it's, like, I understand, like, if she had read it aloud, I would understand all of the words. But, like, let's own up to all the things we love and move the fuck on dot org. That, like, for some reason was confusing when I was reading it. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's what I was thinking too. In that, uh, because I thought this later, I don't remember what. Oh, she said she actually wrote out like "bt dubs." Yeah. And I was thinking, there's a lot of, like, I don't know. There's a lot of words in here that Mm -hmm. people say all the time, like "bt dubs." Yeah. MoveOn.org. Like I don't say that, but people say (laughs) things like that. You know. Um. And it was. It actually made me stumble as I was reading it. Yeah, um, which I thought was funny because it's such a part of everyone's day to day life. Yeah, and I actually reality. appreciated that she wrote these things down mm-hmm. and that it was written as someone would kind of speak. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to me that like it did make me kind of stutter through the book. Yeah, because I've mm-hmm. never actually sat down and read the words that people. Use in like day to day language. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I feel like there were points at which it was like, kind of, it would be almost like direct transcripts from like a comedic monologue.
1: Yeah, yeah. But done really well. Yeah. So that made me think of, you know, Mulaney, that comedian John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did. He had a series. I don't know if he still does, but I couldn't get into it because it was sort of Seinfeld-esque mm-hmm. but like he didn't change his his jokes mm-hmm. so, like the jokes that he did in his stand up were word for word oh okay used in the series yeah and things don't really work like that like you can't take that joke and then have two people do it word for word right right, right. Um, and i couldn't get into it at all for that reason like it just it wasn't smooth and flow but um while I did stutter through this with like reading these words that one would normally just say mm-hmm. um, it worked and I liked it and like as you said it could be something that you would just hear Like it seems just like a dictation of what you know the stand up could be but um, it worked really well in this book I think and I liked it a lot
0: Yeah, I agree. And also, I think it'll be interesting to, like, come back to this book in, like, ten years. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, for, like, hopefully perspective to say, wow, this is how things were. But, I mean, let's be real. That might not be the case. Um, Right. But moreover, to look at, like, how the sort of vernacular has evolved.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I also, like, I'm going to keep going to this BT dubs, but I just like that... Because if she had written, like, BTW, mm-hmm. I would have read it BTWs. Mm-hmm. But, like, to have someone actually write that out, I, I don't know, it seems so inventive to me. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah she yeah. was writing out this kind of slang, vernacular, whatever, that we use in the day to day, and, like, actually see it written in yeah. text. Um because I was thinking, too, like, my friends and I back home always try and come up with short versions of words, you know, like deets instead of details or whatever. Right. And it's hard to, like, come up with how to spell it, you right, know? Right, yeah. And I was like, oh, she's just going for it, and mm-hmm. I love it. she's just writing these words down, and
0: it's so good. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when I try to, like, text you, like, a shortened version of something, and I'm like, what I meant was this. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. Um, Um, There were some parts at the beginning where, like, I caught some, like, editing errors, and I think that also, like, with just kind of, like, getting used to the, like, very informal, conversational, like, bringing in vernacular, and, like, you said, spelling out things that you say, but maybe, like, you read phonetically, and you're not what? sure if that's, like, oh, that's, okay, that makes sense. Um, so that, like, was a little bit challenging for me at first. Do you have an example? Um, let me look through my sea of, <laughs> yeah, on, like, oh, in the, okay, I guess this was, in the forward. I saw something. Okay. Oh, it was, like, First, there was just like, a sentence that was confusing to me about Italian actor Roberto Benigni. Um I think the punctuation was confusing there. Uh, there was another one. I mean, it wasn't big stuff. It was, like, I clearly, like, figured it out. Yeah. Um. But then on top of that, I was, like, still getting just used to, like, reading. And then by the time I got to, like the actual starting, I was like, okay, I'm into, like, everybody's voice, like, I get it, I got into the sort of conversation of it, and I was honestly just spending the whole time, like, reading it and hearing Phoebe's voice saying, you know, like, I was, that's, and so that was perfect.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it's, you know, this book is different from what we've been reading. Right, yeah. Um, At least, like, as a podcast, I don't know what you've been reading on your
0: own, but... We like, haven't read anything humorous in a while, that's for sure.
1: And the style is very different, you know, like, not even going from, like, uh, uh, thriller mm-hmm. to humorous, but, like, the writing style is actually different, yeah. you know? And, um, even the books that I've been reading, like, on the side aren't the style. Right, right. So I that as well, like, it was, it took a minute to kind of Transition into this book mm-hmm. and understand uh, her voice yeah. in this book. Um, but I think that that was more just me having to transition from like thriller. I was reading a lot of thrillers. And <laughs> know, then, so even like outside of our podcast, I should say. <laughs> um, there was, I think it took me like two days. I started reading it and I was like, oh my gosh. I am so not in this mindset right now. Right, yeah, since I got into the book and like started understanding her voice and kind of what was happening, it was you know a great read. Yes, yeah, uh, totally. but it was definitely a transition. And I think what you're saying too about like editing here and there, and just kind of like having to adjust to this writing style uh-huh. for me, it was definitely related to just what I've been. Reading and experiencing outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, but ultimately, like, <clears throat> once I was in it, it was like super, it flowed.
1: This is a book, you know, as we've been reading all these thrillers and they've been like mediocre.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we've said, like, well, yeah, you know, like a good plain book or like a lazy, you know, Saturday, whatever. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, I would totally, like, I cannot wait to give this book to my friends. Yes, yes, totally. Um, I'm so excited to loan it out. Yes. I think it's great. I totally Um, And there are people maybe from my home area that I'm excited to loan this to for, like, some some perspective in the world, Um, but just in general, it's just such a good book.
0: Yes. I remember what I was going to say, too. Okay, cool. The Dear Future Female President, My List of (laughs) Demands section. I was, like, acutely aware of the fact that she was writing this during the pre- Like, what was leading up to the election or part of the election. Ah. And that, like, I was reading this post-election. And there were, like, quite a few moments where... There was this, like, one great moment... or, like, important moment where she was talking about how people, like, view them view our nation and view, the, view themselves as post-racial. It's like, oh, we have Obama, and, like, everything is good. And it's like, no, obviously that's not true, but, like, <clears throat> a lot of people, namely people that are similar to me, like, middle class white people, um, are like, oh, yeah, we're all good. <clears throat> so reading this post-the-election was, like, at points too real. It was just ah. like, this is more, like, painful and uh, it totally resonates at this particular moment, like, in a, in a, like, yeah, like, in a painful way, so, to to an extent. Not that it wouldn't before, but I guess, like, just reading it and keeping in mind that, like, it's like, at the point that I was reading this, it was like a week out from the election. Yeah. I was just like, ugh.
1: Then, yeah. You know? I think that section actually took me longer to read because of that.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just like couldn't deal with it in the moment. Yeah. And yeah, you're totally right. It was so real and we're dealing with it after Trump has won the presidency. Yeah. Um, and like her moments where she's like, If it's Hillary, you know, or if it's not, if it's someone else, but if it's Hillary and she's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like we know it's not. <laughs> we know it's not, yeah. and we know that it's like so far from that, and it's mean <laughs> Trump. Yeah. Um, and then it also made me sad when I'm trying to. I'm in that section right now. She mm-hmm. says, like, if you're a black woman, she's mm-hmm. talking about like that perspective. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've gotten in some arguments with friends about the fact that I think if Hillary was a a man, her chances would have been different. Mm-hmm. But thinking of it in that way, where if she was a black woman, mm-hmm. like she wouldn't have even gotten as, nearly as far as she did. Right. I think. Just you know, I have... think that there's still that institutionalized sexism and racism that is, you know, in our world. Yeah. And just reading that section made me really sad.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I totally agree. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah and I think there were also so many and I'm not gonna like pull out individual sections because people get this book and read it or borrow mine or Olivia's but there are so (laughs) many sections that obviously like I think she she really like challenges you if you are like a non-black reader to like be more aware of your privilege not that like I'm not that I'm saying like oh you know I was totally unaware of privilege before this, this was, like, my number one primer, like, definitely not saying that, but I think that, like, this book, if you're reading it as a person, a non-person of color or a non-black person, to recognize that, like, there are personal challenges, like, if you have been the person who said something insensitive and then got offended when somebody called you out on it, or if you've been the person who has, like, you know... Benefited from privilege and then pretended like, oh, it was just my hard work. Or not pretended or believed that, oh, it was just my hard work. Like, you know, she's rightfully so, like, challenging you to recognize that, like, that is a benefit of privilege. And that, you know, it doesn't mean, like, you have to go flog yourself. But, like, come on, be aware.
1: Right. Totally. So Yeah. She brings that up a lot in... Pretty much all the sections. Mm-hmm. I think there's a moment of her kind of bringing you back in to like recognize that. Okay. Um, and yeah, like you said, while I don't think I was unaware of my privilege as a white woman before, like it is good to kind of have this reinforcement always, you know? Exactly. Um,
0: yeah. And like to read a book like. Mm-mm. That is not centered on like your whiteness. I think is valuable. Totally. Your whiteness, like, Olivia. Your whiteness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I need all the books to be centered on me. So. <laughs> oh my God. So, no, hey, totally. This is
0: like me speaking to like white listeners or non people <laughs> of color, non black listeners. Like, yeah. Bring pull pull up more. I mean, this is something that I like challenge myself to do. Anyways, is to like read books that are written by people of color or written by women more often just because like there are just proportionally so many more books written by white dudes than there are like written by people of color and by women so it's like always a personal challenge so if that's your own personal challenge too to like diversify your reading then for god's sakes read this damn book it's great
1: (laughs) it's so good and okay so i'm gonna say two things one is that It was nice to not be able to relate to everything. Mm -hmm. You know, like that is not a perspective that we often have as white people. You know, everything is about us and who we are and how we experience life. Mm -hmm. To be able to read this book and be like, oh yeah, I've never experienced that. Or, oh yeah, I don't really understand what she's talking about right now. Mm -hmm. It's really great perspective. Yeah. So be like, this is a book that I really enjoyed reading that is not about me and my people and my experience. Sure. And it like forces me to have these other ideas. Um, and two is that my the books that I read outside of this podcast, I do if I buy a book, I bought one ending of my book, I'm sorry. But other than that, I try to buy Who are you apologizing to your- the world, to justify what <laughs> I'm about to say. I try to buy books by people of colour or women. Yeah. Mm-mm. Or books. Um, I really tried it, like, any I pick up a book, I, like, Google the name, mm-hmm. and if I don't know it, and if it's a white man, I put it back down. Um, Screw and, you, white men! <laughs> I just, like, I think it's really important, because my bookcase is filled with white men, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I would like yeah. to read more by other types of people. Expand <laughs> uh, the canon! Yeah. So, um, last thoughts? Any last... Less- is that what you just said? Less thoughts? I did, yes. Okay. Um, I mean, just, I will probably read this book again. Yeah. Because I don't think that on a first read I could fully dive into all the different parts of it. Yeah. Um, but it was really good, and I'm definitely going to give this to my friends and co-workers, and... Not just because she likes our Instagram photo, but, like, hey. in reality, it's real good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. And I encourage everybody to listen to 2 Dub Queens and So Many yeah. White Guys. They're so fantastic. Yep. And when it comes to, like, the business of diversifying, like, and providing, um, not coverage, providing, a, like, a platform for, like, a more diverse crowd of comedians and folks, they do a really good job on those shows.
1: So, yay! Yay! So good. Ugh. Um, Cool. Like, seriously, who wants this book first? Yeah. Let me know. I will mail it to you if you mail it back. Well, I'm not going to give away mine because I'm a selfish bitch, but... <laughs> I mean, I will... Well, yours is signed. That's my I'll, buy, I'll buy a sharing copy. <laughs> But that's what I mean, like, if someone will mail it back to me, you can borrow (laughs) it, but you can't have it forever. Uh, Yeah, speaking
0: of which, my brother owes me the life-changing art of tidying up. Like, my mom was like, can you let Sam use it when he moves? And I was like, yes, but I need it back. Like, it is an important book to me. Sam, mail your sister your your book. I know, I'm getting messy again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. wait, can I, like, personal message out to Phoebs? Yeah. Love you, Pheebs. Love, Jessica. Super inspired by your guys' working relationship. Super inspired by, like, the way that you bring your art and your, like, purpose together into beautiful magic. And I want to be you both.
1: That's all. That's all. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe like a future collaboration,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? With our like our collaboration with Saint George Spirits, yeah, that's totally in the works. I think
1: we also like are about to have a collaboration with Fireball, based off of
0: today. Oh, true, true, true. So. yes, yeah, Fireball. I think that I drink um, you in the morning. Like, why wouldn't you <laughs> want to collaborate with me? I will talk about that and admit
1: that to the general public. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We need that collab, collab, I just feel like you know our podcast is gonna get there one day, <laughs> and then and yeah. then we'll reach out to Phoebe again. Yeah. We'll like, hey. Okay. So
0: on that note, listener, dear listener, and love, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. Tunes. Because we have one right now, which is a great review. It's a beautiful review, but we so beautiful, super but we need for more. more. Yeah. Um, and then, we, wh- we, where can people find us, Olivia?
1: <laughs> they can find us on Instagram, at Drunk with the Book. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter, at Drunk with the Book. They can find us nowhere else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can email us at yeah. Drunk at the Book at gmail.com. Yeah. We are on iTunes. And we Stitcher. are on Stitcher.
0: And We yeah. have a website. We have a website, com. It's where I make sure to track everything that we drink, and I have, like, what's up next, so you can always check. Please check it. Yeah. Please. So next, we're reading um, a graphic novel called Psychiatric Tales. By Daryl Cunningham. By Daryl Cunningham. After that, we're going to be reading a collection of short stories called We the Animals.
1: That is by Justin Torres. Justin Torres.
0: Our good friend.
1: Our good friend, Justin Truss. Not our
0: good friend. We don't know him. We don't know him. Um, and then the third book after that is our good friend, Mindy Kaling, good friend in our dreams. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> but we, she doesn't know she's our good friend yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fine, though. I like all of her pictures on Instagram, so I think she'll find that out. That makes you friends, right? Yeah, I think she'll realize soon that we're meant to be friends. True, True, true. true, true. <laughs> but whatever. Soon um, enough please leave us reviews yes we also always take book suggestions yes dear listener please suggest books don't make we us choose a- our own books we
0: have bad taste
1: yeah we do have bad taste especially <laughs> though if you have book suggestions of women of color yes we will take them
0: yeah dudes of we- color too <laughs> yeah that's fine we'll do that <laughs> yeah you, yeah it's okay <laughs> it's fine. But also, um, mention us to your friends, like, your nerdy friends who like to read books. Yes. You can listen to our podcast, like, after having read the book, but you can also listen to it beforehand if you want to get excited.
1: Some spoiler alert. Yeah, we do
0: spoil sometimes.
1: Um, but yeah, like, please. Seriously. Please, we're begging you. (laughs) Let's get get reading. reading. (laughs) (laughs) You just looked like so energetic and cute when you did it. You're like, let's get reading.